Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Sean Swain from Sean, the SEO Geek. Hello, Sean. How are you? And thanks for coming on the show. Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited to talk more about your business, uh, some of the things you've been exploring lately related to business development and marketing. But before we get into that, if you could, Sean, give us a little bit more information about your background and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I, I think like a lot of consultants, I kind of accidentally found myself into the space. Um, the idea of the web and the internet just really fascinated me in uh, my late grade school days, early high school days. A friend of mine showed me that you could essentially open up a notepad document and build the beginning of a website. And, um, you know, that started an obsession with building websites. And then um, shortly after, started getting paid to do it. And um, eh, probably about the same time, I started uh, hacking websites. So we, we don't have to dig in too much to that. <laughs> um, but then um, somebody, you know, paid a fairly significant amount of money for a uh, for a website and asked the question that changed the trajectory of my life. He said, uh, all right, I just paid you all this money for a website. How does it get found on Google now so that I can start, you know, getting some business from it? And I was kind of like, I don't know. Let's let's figure it out. And then uh, I kind of quickly realized that it it played into that hacker part of my brain that, uh, you know, that's essentially what SEO is, is playing around and hacking Google in a way. So it was um, I kind of I joke around that it was like if we had today's Internet speeds when I was in high school, I'd probably be in jail. Thankfully, there is. Thankfully, there is some. Um, there's a lot more security now to stop awesome. people like me. Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of the short version of how I got here. I got to hack Google for a living to a certain degree. <laughs> it's a great. It's probably one of the best ways I've heard SEO described. Uh, technically accurate and interesting, right? Because people yeah, they think yeah. SEO and they get confused quickly because uh, it does get. It's complicated, right? Like when you get into the technical details, it's complicated. So explaining it uh, very clearly and effortlessly like that is, is powerful stuff. Very cool. Uh, similar background myself in terms of like getting interested in tech and then, you know, really never looking back from there. So I can relate there as well. Uh, I had my fair share of getting in trouble playing around with tech as well, too, <laughs> which was uh, fun and a different world a long time ago. So I know yeah. that world also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to exchange war stories when we uh, <laughs> when we're off the record. Just so well said. <laughs> back. <laughs> so, talk to me more about your business, uh, who your customer is, what the services look like, and how are you finding business today? What do your business development efforts look like? Yeah. So my um my best customers now are folks that are um they're essentially competing with Amazon. They are folks that are selling products that they've either developed or they've started resourcing and, and reselling. Um, a lot of creators, a lot of people that are just doing really cool things in their field. Um, you know, I, I'm energized by the entrepreneurial spirit, of course, like I think many people are. So kind of getting to, you know, somebody who's a genius in their field when they create something and they're like, I don't know how to get this out to the world. 
you know, that that's really what kind of lights me up is, you know, I get, I get to help people be found when somebody is looking for something that they're selling online. So I play around primarily in the world of e-commerce, um, some uh, software type companies as well. So um, yeah, just as people are making things and bringing them to market, that's, that's who I uh, really like to uh, play around with. Um, what I've found to be the best way of uh, business development and getting connected with people that I, that I can then help them. Um, and this is like a cycle, you know, kind of like plays into that ebb and flow feast and famine thing. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I do my, I'm at my best and I'm helping the most people when I provide value and help somebody by showing them that I can help them. So, you know, we, we kind of like, I don't know if this is true for you, but, you know, you go through seasons where like uh, things are kind of getting tight and you go into this like, uh, am I allowed to curse on the show or? Sure. Yeah. So you, you kind of go into buy my shit mode and you just start yeah. like spraying and praying all across the web. Like, hey, everybody, I got this thing for sale. You should buy yeah. it from me because I'm cool and say curse words on podcasts. <laughs> and but then it's like, OK, hold on. This has never worked. Take a step back, awesome. start providing value to the market, and then it, it starts coming back. Yep. Yep. We thought, obviously, you know, this podcast, the title, it comes from pretty precisely exactly that. People like you and I, they're in these consultative roles, that feast and famine, ebb and flow, right? That's what, that's what the consultative chapter really is, right? Where yep. we invest in finding these opportunities. We're delivering the value on these opportunities. As those, to which because we're investing in the, delivering the value, we stop doing what we did to find the opportunities. Then, as those come to a natural conclusion, panic starts to set in, yep. <laughs> and then it leads to desperation and all these other kind of like uh, really reactive strategies. Right, not something we would normally do if we were to sit down and think through how we'd like methodically to plan out our business from here. But it's a reaction to something that, in the back of our mind, we knew, always knew we should have been doing but we just stopped doing because we got busy, right? We're just like responding to the opportunity that we've already uncovered. Well articulated for sure. And my next obvious question is going to be, how do you solve the consulting trap? Like how, what have you done? What have you explored? What are you thinking of exploring? Like what are the ways that, um, you know, you have the best advice essentially you have for uh, helping other people like us avoid that, you know, scenario where it just becomes cyclical. Yeah. So, so when I think of marketing, you know, the channels that I am, am always playing around with are the markets where it's, you can either disrupt what somebody is doing and get them thinking, which is a whole, there's all kinds of lines of psychology that you have to follow and all that, which is fun to play, but it's, it's definitely a long game. And then, of course, there's being there and answering questions when somebody is looking for what it is that you're doing. So, you know, if you're playing the disruption game, you know, really digging into and, and what I've found to be most effective is just basically thinking about the pain of the person on the other end of the screen and saying, hey, I understand this. You know, so, yeah. so one of the things that like in, in my space, in, in the world of SEO, 
you know, kind of the trope and what people just kind of accept to be fact, even though it doesn't necessarily have to be, but what people accept to be fact is that, oh, SEO just takes a long time. Well, that creates a lot of anxiety in a client of mine's stomach because they're like, they have to answer to somebody. You know, sometimes these are companies that have just gotten funded They've, you know, they've got, you know, somebody, you know, that's looking over PNL, breathing, breathing down their neck. And they're saying like, hey, you're investing a significant amount of money. We're upside down on this investment. So, you know, the fact that SEO takes forever is just kind of like a, a mindset that people in my space have. To me, that's an opportunity to kind of like break and cause an instant pattern interrupt nice. and Very say... Cool. Hey, like what, one of my most successful ads that I've run for myself is, and I, and I do this on social because, again, pattern disrupt. It's you know where you're not expected to be. the The picture is of a, a it's a picture of a girl sleeping on her laptop, and it basically asks the question like, "Tired of SEO taking forever? We developed this nice. process called blah 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 blah, and it cool. goes on from there, and you know, kind of leads to something valuable for that person to download." Um, you know, so just create again, showing yep. that like, Hey, we get your pain. Right. Here's, here's a different way of doing it. That's awesome. Um, then the flip side of that, what one of my favorite, uh, approaches is again, that people buy from a place of pain as we know, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking about what questions people are asking. Mm-hmm. So, that's the perfect opportunity for a blog post. Definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Everyone thinks like, again, for me, I'm just kind of selfishly using that, but like the phrase SEO consultant, like everyone wants SEO consultant. Everyone wants SEO consultant. It's like, well, what if somebody is using Shopify to sell their product and they're genuinely asking the question, is Shopify any good for SEO? I can answer that. That just happens to be a blog post I'm in the middle of writing. But answer that question. And then when somebody goes to Google and searches for that, find your way to the top of the the search engine answering that question. Now you've provided value again for that person. That's excellent. Yeah, I would would further categorize what you're describing here and the, the impact from it as the whole like, farming versus hunting analogy that people refer to, right? Looking for these area of opportunity to invest in the farming approach, which is usually the mindset we're in right before we get busy with a lot of work, right? And uh, and you may wind up in that consulting trap. But if you're continuously doing that and investing in it, that I found is one of the great ways to kind of break out of that feast and famine routine consulting trap type situation. Um, I, I want to talk to you more about kind of a little bit of the the hunting element, but really it's the starting the conversations to learn more about where you should be farming or how you should be farming. And, um, we've talked about this before. You've been thinking about exploring podcasting as an avenue yep. um, because, you know, there's, there's a lot to be talked about in terms of starting conversations with new people and building relationships and a lot of examples of it being done poorly out there, which we could talk about in a single show all by itself, I'm sure. I'm curious to learn more about what your aspirations are here, what you're currently thinking of at the moment. Obviously, it's what we do at Podcast Chef. I have had multiple shows, including this one, 
uh, and I've had great success with them. But it, it's super helpful to hear from others that are that have done or are at the point of going through the process now. So yeah, please tell us more. Sure, and and I'll you know be completely honest. I mean, I, I'm definitely not a uh, an expert on this by any stretch of the imagination. I'm totally green, so this is probably going to hover in the world of hypothetical at the moment. So correct me because I'm sure I'm going to botch something. But, um, you know, where I started toying around with the idea of a podcast called uh, Legends of E-Commerce. I like the title. Thank you. Um, You know, the the idea being that, and again, uh, you know, for what it's worth, I'm a big geek in the world of the psychology behind marketing as opposed to just the technical side of it. Um, you know, thinking about who it is that's on the other side of the screen. So sure, the people that I'm working with, you know, they're, they're a company that's doing pretty well and they're selling products online. Like that's, that's all well and good. But, you know, if, if my main person that is going to be a client for me has the title of something like vice president of marketing, vice president of e-commerce, statistically, they're probably at their job for about two to three years, and then they're going to jump somewhere else, and they're going to try and find their way up to the CMO position in time. So knowing that, A, this person has a very clear career trajectory that they are on themselves, this is an opportunity for them to share their story, and now they have something in their back pocket that they can say, hey, I want to share this on LinkedIn. And it's going to make them feel good that, hey, I'm cool. I'm, I'm a legend of e-commerce. I get to, you know, kind of share my story of how this is. Um, but then also just my own intellectual curiosity as well, just to you know, selfishly just say, oh, yeah, I want to learn from you too and <laughs> try and That's see what awesome. Yeah, but just, you know, interview people smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> I love what what I, you've articulated as an example that I've experienced as well, if I were to summarize, is there's a lot of, and I compared two different strategies, I'm curious to get your take on that too. There's a lot of people out there via platforms like LinkedIn trying to connect with people and using what I refer to as a spray and pray model, which is like lead generation services that are just... Yeah randomly messaging folks and the I simplify the message into, hey, you buy this, right? Like you don't know anything about me, but I based on some metric or something on your profile, I'm going to assume you absolutely have to buy this. I have no other information. And uh, because you don't know me from Adam, then uh, it, to me, that's got to be one of the worst ways to try to start forming a relationship. So having experimented with that myself, that really never seemed to work. Um, what you were referring to in terms of podcasting and where I really think the value of it is for business professionals, consultants, folks running service-based businesses like us is we need relationships to grow. Like really what we want to do is not just flood ourselves with volume. We want a more efficient way to be able to build those relationships. In my experience, one of the ways podcasting has really helped me do that is because I'm offering value to the people I want to connect with because people want to be a guest on a podcast to share their mission and the work that they're doing and connect with other people. So it's cool. It's fun. So asking someone to be a guest on a podcast is very different than saying, hey, you buy this, right? Now I'm investing in the relationship. And after we've had an opportunity to do that, we get an opportunity to learn more about what each other does and how we may be able to help each other. 
So that's been my experience. I'm curious to learn more about if that's what you're thinking too. And uh, if you've had an opportunity to explore it, what the results, if any, have looked like so far. Absolutely. And I, and I can definitely share that already. So I guess one strategic mistake that I've made is I started doing some of these invitations to connect and be on the podcast. I started doing that like right in the middle of the uh, holiday crazy shopping season when, you know, my potential clients can't really even come up to take a breath of air. But even still amongst that, you know, I, I realized this about maybe 20, 25 connection requests in. Um, but even still, you know, before when I'm doing the uh, spray and pray, hey, come buy my stuff because I'm awesome approach, you know, if I send out 100 connection requests and get like three people that, frankly, accidentally click the connect button, right? you know, I'd say that was probably a good return. But, you know, with reaching out to this 20, 25, whatever the number is, I've already got four people that have said, yeah, sure. Let's let's connect and uh, and 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 do this. Just come back to me after the new year when I <laughs> when I'm kind of out from under it. That's amazing and a significant increase in performance, right? I want really want to underscore that because that's been my experience as well. Is you know depending on the audience, right? There's a lot of variables here, but because the strategy has been so much more effective for reasons that we just mentioned, I've had anywhere between like one to 10 to like one in three as a response rate to folks wanting to be a guest in a podcast, right? For the obvious reasons we talked about. But I think despite the fact that it's performed so much better, one of the things that we talked about where it's so much more beneficial for us is because it's more efficient as in we need to send less messages because we don't really need to be meeting crazy you know, volume of people. We need to meet the right people and in the right way, but that helps us reduce how much time we need to invest in the process because it performs better and we can be more specific and targeted with who we want to connect with, right? We can aim a little bit higher because the hook is that powerful. Um, you know, as long as you're doing the right thing with it, then it will perform for you. So it sounds like that's been your experience as well too. And that's the message I'm trying to um, share as much as possible because that's also been my experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I can selfishly ask you a question, I mean, I of course, hear your thoughts. Where do you think, um, you know, podcasting is at as far as, you know, you know, I, I see that a lot of people have podcasts, but I don't know. It, it, to me, it feels like it's still very infantile. You know what I mean? Like it's still kind yeah, of like in that. It's a good way to describe it. And I would agree with that as well. And that's a great question. I, I get asked this quite a bit, especially lately uh, across the pandemic podcasting, like which was already active, exploded because people were all remote. And I still think, you know, I may be a biased source in this, of course, because I'm investing in it significantly, but I do have some experience. I think Outlook is really strong for podcasting. Um, the differentiator that I would say that is key that I know we've talked about is if you want to be successful in it, right, there's a lot you can do strategically. And like companies like Podcast Chef can help you with that stuff, but you can do it yourself, right? You are doing it yourself. Um, a lot of people can do a lot with podcasting with very little. It's a matter of really perseverance and persistence, like sticking with it. If you just yeah. stick with it, right, it's not a short term investment strategy. So if you're someone who gets bored easily or wants instant results or something like that, podcasting is probably not right for you. However, if you're willing to like play the long game and really invest in those farming techniques, 
I guarantee you, if you stick with it, you will be satisfied with those results, potentially like beyond your wildest imaginations. I have shows now that I started way back when that people are now reaching out to me, finding me. And these are people from like significant Fortune 500 organizations, CEOs, wow. major tech companies, like, and they want to be guests on our show. And like, I'm just a guy. Like, I don't, <laughs> there's nothing, right. nothing like special about me per se. Anybody can do what I did. Uh, it's just a matter that I stuck with it for the most part. Right. And, you know, you figure it out also along the way uh, as you learn more and you get better. So, uh, you know, our earlier episodes are up there from my shows from years ago. And I'm sure they sound terrible relative to how the show <laughs> sounds yep. today, but that's a sign of progress. Right. And they may sound like, they're lesser so to me, but people out there are still getting value out of it because they're still listening to those episodes and they're still learning things. So um, I'm excited for the potential. I think it's a key element of just sticking with it and being persistent with it. Um, there is also a, a, a huge graveyard out there of shows because people get excited about it. And then the folks that don't want to stick with it, they record a couple episodes and then it just becomes an orphan show. So most of them aren't active. So even though there's a lot of shows out there, if you're active and you remain active, you're only going to continue to further differentiate yourself. And that investment, in my opinion, is going to happen well. Yeah, I think um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I searched topically for uh, podcasts about SEO just to see what other people were doing. And you know, I think a part of the SEO consultant personality profile is shiny object syndrome. So, you know, there's so many that are from 2018, the last episode was out there. So well said. I definitely see that. And I, I think that's, you know, probably true of many, many, many fields. True. Where, you know, hey, there's an opportunity. Totally. Absolutely. In fact, that reminds me of something uh, I read in a book that I'm a big fan of uh, called The One-Page Marketing Plan. In it, they refer to a phrase that I've been sharing around as much as possible as well, too. They call it random acts of marketing. I'm sure you've heard something along those lines before. And it was like bittersweet when I was reading about it because I'm like, oh my, this he's describing me. Like, I've done this. I know I've done this. And I feel like an idiot because I have done this, but he said it so effortlessly. It's, it's one of those things where like, after you've been through it and someone just like, holds a mirror up to you and it's like, oh yeah, that looks ridiculous. Okay. I get it now. Yep. But before that, it's hard to see. Right. So I would like write a random blog or write a random email or whatever. And that stuff doesn't persist. Right. It's not, it's obviously highly unlikely to be successful. You're buying a lottery ticket, right? How many of those turned into millions for you? So instead, you know, what I learned reading that book, which I thought was great is you got to really build the infrastructure for it and you need the process and you got to follow the process consistently. So Every time in which I've done that, uh, it's paid off. And every time in which I haven't, it really hasn't led to much. Uh, it's largely been some cost or just wasted effort. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, anybody in the consulting world or any business for that matter, it's like be willing to, for something to take a year to bear fruit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I, I, maybe even broader than just business, like anything in life, you know sure. what I mean? I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've lost and gained the same 20, 30 pounds. Cause it's like, Oh, I got this cool diet to try. Yeah, right. falls off, and then it's like, hmm, I'm not doing that anymore. And I come to <laughs> be committed to it, taking a year to lose 20 pounds, but it's probably going to stay off at that point. 
Exactly. Yeah. Develop the routine for sure. And the long-term planning, long-term goals, I learned the power of that myself as well too. And obviously that's what we're talking about here, right? Consultant trap in terms of things you can do like podcasting that can help you solve that for good, right? So um, start making the investment now. You'll be happy you did when the time comes around kind of thing. Um, yep. Sean, thank you a ton for being here and sharing your knowledge. Uh, great conversation as always. A couple questions for you before we let you go. The first is, are there any resources that you would share with our audience where they can go to learn more about anything we talked about here or anything else you might recommend? Yeah. Um, so my website, if, if you want to learn anything about SEO, I have uh, s- several free resources available there. SeanTheSEOGeek.com. Um, you know, I got, I got a lot of stuff that I think through I, that could probably be regarded as random acts of marketing, but I guess, I guess I might just be a little bit better at salvaging them and turning them into something worthwhile. Nice. Um, so there's there. And if I, I touched earlier on, um, the idea of answering questions in your blog, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I know you have consultants that listen to this show. Um, you know, one question that might be going through your mind is, okay, cool. Yeah. People are asking questions, but how do I know what they're asking? One of my favorite tools that just like streamlines that, and I, and I hope that this is valuable is, um, and I have nothing to do with this tool. It's just a free tool that I like to use. It's called uh, answerthepublic.com. So it's basically just a website that aggregates the questions that people are asking all across the web. So you put in a topic and it gives you hundreds, if not thousands of questions that people are asking related to that topic. That's awesome. And that is a, that is a good one. I've heard that uh, mentioned by our mutual friend, Alex. I got a feeling he heard yeah. that from you. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Thank you, Sean. Uh, last question for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Yeah. any Anybody who is... Um, you know, experiencing a bit of pain because of changes that Facebook is making to their advertising platform. Um, They've made the idea of retargeting very, very, very hard, which means your cost of customer acquisition is probably through the roof right now. Um, You know, SEO is a methodology that it doesn't cost you anything when someone clicks. So it's a really cool way of getting in front of people. So if you know, if there's any, uh, if I can offer any guidance on offering or plugging into a new free channel, happy to uh, hash through what the uh, the logistics of it look like. Excellent. Thank you. And what would be the, the best way for someone to reach out? Um, through my website, SeanTheSEOGeek.com. Um, there's also the website, TalkToTheGeek.com. Um, that will actually plug you right into my calendar and, you know, we can chat. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing, Sean. We'll link to all of that in the show notes. And I appreciate you you being here to share your knowledge and experience with myself and our audience. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. This was a a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have a suggestion for a future episode or you would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at sean at podcastchef.com. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at podcastchef.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Chef.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. 
Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our Podcasting Done For You service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your consulting business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.